Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. LeBron James is back. Well, or he will be after the Lakers' next game. Jonathan Taylor, is he playing like an MVP for the Colts? And where's the best coaching gig between Florida and LSU? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. In the NBA and in sports, LeBron James is often the center of attention, but he is right now the center of attention in the NBA for a reason that we are just totally unfamiliar with when it comes to LeBron. He was suspended a game for striking Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons in something that caused a a melee of, of sorts. Uh, in that game, and he was ejected from that game. Joining me now from from Locked On Lakers is Andy Kamenetsky. And Andy, this is one of those things that is just uncharted territory for LeBron James, and it's hard not to feel like this was uh, frustrations boiling over from the King. Well, I mean, I think he was frustrated in that moment. I honestly don't think that he had any malicious intent towards Isaiah Stewart. I, I honestly think that he was trying to untangle his arm um, I do think he was careless and reckless in the way he did it, which is why I don't have an issue with him getting suspended one game, but I don't think it was a dirty play. Like, I think you can be reckless and you can be punished for being reckless and, and you often need to be, but I don't think it was dirty. And, and I think that's a big distinction. And part of what makes me think that, uh, getting back to what you're saying, Peter, with this being uncharted territory this is way, way out of character for yeah. LeBron's entire career. And you can look at superstars who are not uh, unaccustomed to dirty play. You know, Chris Paul, I think, rightly has that reputation. Dwayne Wade had it. I covered Kobe for 10 years. Kobe was not above throwing a dirty elbow. Just uh, go to YouTube, type in Kobe Bryant, Mike Miller, elbow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, and I'm not saying this to disparage those guys. I'm just saying like it happens even at superstar level uh, levels as opposed to role players. I honestly don't think LeBron had any bad intent, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't be punished. Uh, it's interesting that you say that because I watched the video and I see him, even if you watch it in live motion, but definitely if you slow it down into super slow-mo, he seems to turn, see Isaiah Stewart and whack him in the face and I guess I, I understand everything you're saying about this is outside of character for LeBron James. And I am a huge LeBron James fan, but I also understand Lakers season not going quite the way that they had planned. I also understand LeBron James and, and this, this cast, not all coalescing the way that, that you might expect it. And he is, you know, we're, we're talking about two decades in the league. You could understand, right? Why he would be frustrated with these, these young kids in a get-off-my-lawn kind of way, trying to punk the king. I mean, look, I think he's definitely frustrated with the season. He said as much. I mean, LeBron's too old to be fine, man. Like he's, <laughs> it's like he's going to be 37. What is it in December? Like he's not, he's, he's not looking to brawl, man. I, I just I don't buy that. Again, should be suspended, not denying this. He, he should be. He, and I, I, don't, I think one game is appropriate. More than that would have been too much. I don't think he deserves as much as Isaiah Stewart, who clearly, I understand why he was so pissed, but you know, 
you you should be allowed five minutes of grace period to clear the court as opposed to say 20. Follow Locked On Lakers for more on the return of the King. Coming up, Jonathan Taylor ran all over the Bills on Sunday and may be running into a trophy. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the local, uh, all the parts you need at your local chain auto parts store. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time, save money. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You don't have to do that. You don't have to give them their money. You don't have to give your money away. RockAuto.com is a family business. They serve do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. You don't know what these prices are, are supposed to be. I don't know what these parts are supposed to cost. So go somewhere where the prices are always reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today and find a solution for all your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you now here's what you need to be locked on today the buccaneers made short work of the giants on monday night a little history a broken losing streak and the number three seed in the NFC playoff race. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got all of that in their 30-10 win on Monday Night Football to wrap up Week 11 of the 2021 NFL season, defeating Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, doing so in large part due to the efforts of quarterback Tom Brady, who threw for 307 yards, two touchdowns, and did have an interception, which led to the New York Giants' only touchdown of the game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers' defense bothered quarterback Daniel Jones all night, despite only coming up with two sacks near the end of the game from Anthony Nelson and Cam Gill. But cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting returning to the field for the Buccaneers defense seems to have made a big difference as not only was he in the secondary patrolling against the Giants wide receivers, he also finished the night third on the team with seven total tackles. Devin White and Levante David, the off-ball linebackers, leading the way for Todd Bowles' defense as they shut down the New York Giants' offensive attack and chances at an upset win on Monday Night Football. The South Carolina women's basketball team maintained its hold on the number one ranking in the country after defeating number two UConn 73-57. The Gamecocks held the Huskies scoreless for the final five minutes of the game and nearly doubled UConn's score in the second half, 40-21. This was South Carolina's first win in five tries as number one versus number two and just the fourth loss ever of such a game for UConn those numbers any numbers involving the Yukon women are just always unbelievable the Bucks won easily over the magic what's up everyone Kane Pittman here from locked on Bucks, and Milwaukee win again uh, and this game was not close Milwaukee led by over 50 points at one time uh, they were leading by 41 points at halftime which is a franchise record as well and I mentioned this on the podcast in recent days uh, these games against teams like Oklahoma City and the Orlando Magic are just kids against men. That's what it feels like playing out there on the court. And the Bucks completely dominated this game from start to finish. And so they should. But still, four straight wins. This is a team that needed to start to bank some wins. We know why they've struggled to start the season. Uh, injury concerns are right up and down the roster. But they're starting to get a few of those guys back. They're actually 5-0 and now uh, with Drew, Chris, and Giannis in the same lineup. 
Um, so that's a positive. They're 10 and 8, two games over 500 as they start to make a bit of a move in the standings and perhaps more than anything. Giannis only had to play 23 minutes tonight. He still had 12 points, 8 rebounds, 9 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. But 23 minutes is important because he's been one of the guys that has played almost every single night, had to play out of position, carry a big load on both ends of the floor. So it was nice to see him sitting down late in the third quarter and not needing to come back. But overall, no concern from tonight's game. It didn't appear that there was any added injuries. Don't look now, but the defending champions are healthy or healthy-ish, and they are getting rolling. And the Grizzlies got a dramatic last-second win thanks to a buzzer beater from Jaron Jackson. It truly has been a tale of two teams this season so far for the Memphis Grizzlies. And while it certainly has been the best of uh, the worst of times, it also has been some of the best of times. And tonight may be the very best. A 119-118 huge bounce-back victory for the Grizzlies over the Utah Jazz. Sean Coleman here with you from Locked On Grizzlies. John Morant absolutely outstanding once again. But with DeAnthony Melton and, De- and, and Dylan Brooks out, the Grizzlies defense played good enough. They played good enough, got enough stops to allow for their offense to step up. And step up they did. Desmond Bain, a career high, 28 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., the game-winning shot, stepping up to be the difference maker that so many want him to be on a consistent basis. He did it on one of the biggest stages in the NBA in recent years, beating one of the best teams in the league in the Utah Jazz. A very good performance. Again, the Grizzlies overall struggled from three. They also allowed the Jazz to hit their threes, but the Grizzlies found enough baskets at the end to be able to get a big victory. If you want an idea of what the potential of this Grizzlies team is, this is the exact type of game that you want to reference. A huge boost for this Grizzlies team coming off a very bad loss against Minnesota that should propel them for the rest of the month of November. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. Here's a look at some Tuesday lines at betonline.ag. The Heat are favored on the road against the Pistons. BetOnline.ag likes the Heat by 9.5. In college hoops, a mid-major matchup of Tennessee schools see Lipscomb traveling to Tennessee Tech. BetOnline.ag likes Lipscomb on the road as 2.5-point favorites. And on the ice, the Oilers and Stars are locked in a dead heat. BetOnline.ag has the same money line for either team. Minus 105. Hard to get much closer than that. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. In a weekend of stunning outcomes in the NFL, perhaps the most stunning, the Indianapolis Colts beat down The Buffalo Bills, 41-15. to Jonathan Taylor puts up five touchdowns. It was an all-time fantasy performance, but also a monster win in the AFC. Joining me now, Evan Sidery from Locked On Colts. And Evan, this is a Colts team that has been, like many, really difficult to figure out. When you come out of this game, what do you think is real that they were able to do in this game moving forward? I think, honestly, a lot of it was real. And it's something that's been kind of coming to a crescendo for a while here with this Colts team. Carson Wentz playing smart, efficient football, not taking any risks. Combine that with Jonathan Taylor taking the lead from start to superstar at this point. I have to imagine he's the offensive player of the year favorite. 
potentially a dark horse MVP candidate as well after his monster game we'll head on in a little bit. But also just the way this defense, they're very opportunistic. They're on pace for 39 turnovers this year. Their goal heading in was 40. That would be the most by any team in the last decade in the NFL. They're very opportunistic on defense. Jonathan Taylor has taken that leap, as are the young playmakers like Michael Pittman Jr., who had a quiet game on Sunday, but great run blocker and elite deep threat array in this league. Everything's coming together at the right time. Quiddy Pay also, as a rookie, two sacks the last two games, five quarterback hits. He didn't have any before that as well. The defense, the offense, Jonathan Taylor more specifically has put the team on his back the last two months there over this stretch. Just super impressed with what the Colts have been doing, Peter, because this team looks like they are probably going to sneak in as a wild card if this keeps up, but also could be a really tough team out in January football. Especially because we know the defense has the horses and then they can run the ball with Jonathan Taylor. And running backs don't win this award anymore. I understand that Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 yards last year and didn't get a single MVP vote. But in a game where the Colts scored 41, Carson Wentz was 11 of 20 for 106 and a score. By the way, that score was to Jonathan Taylor. He had five touchdowns in this game, 182 yards on the ground. In a season where none of the quarterbacks are running away with it. We don't have a Mahomes or a Rodgers or really a Brady in this season. So, Evan, why not Jonathan Taylor? I'm right there with you. Why not Jonathan Taylor? I mean, this guy is just a full-blown superstar at this point. Like you mentioned, five touchdowns on Sunday against his Bills team. But he put his last eight weeks over a full season for any running back. you think, wow, what a great season by that guy. But in the last eight weeks alone from Jonathan Taylor – over 1,200 scrimmage yards and 15 touchdowns in the last eight games. The last eight games, he has 15 touchdowns, Peter. That just goes to show you how dominant he is right now. This is Derrick Henry, but I think more well-balanced than Derrick Henry last year, doing this in less workload. He's averaging almost six yards per carry this year as well against NFL defense in his second season. He's just so dominant right now. He's on pace also as well, Peter. 2,200 scrimmage yards, 23 touchdowns. The last uh, four players in the NFL who do that were O.J. Simpson, Terrell Davis, Priest Holmes, and then more recently, Danian Thomas, who had 31 in 2006. Like, that's just rare error that John Taylor's putting himself in. Getting that amount of workload and also putting the team potentially on his back from a 1-4 and four start to a playoff berth. And the narrative kind of writes itself at this point. If he goes for that rushing crown, he goes ahead and gets all these touchdowns over 20, 20-plus. 20 I mean, it's hard to not put him in your top three at least. Follow Locked On Colts for a lot more. Coming up, two top SEC schools have coaching vacancies, but which of Florida or LSU is actually the better job? Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you haven't tried one, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try it to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just difficult to, to eat, to want to eat. Built Bars are different. They're soft. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's just different. You know it when you taste it. But they're low carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So you're eating something delicious and you don't have to feel bad about it. In fact, you can feel good because you're fueling your body the right way and it tastes great. And there's flavors for everyone. Salted caramel, double chocolate. I love the coconut brownie. All the coconut flavors slap real hard. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So check the website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Two of the most successful programs in modern college football history are each looking for new coaches. LSU and Florida are trying to take the proverbial next step after Ed Orgeron out in Baton Rouge and Dan Mullen out in Gainesville. But which job is the better job? In essence, who has the better recruiting pitch? We recruited our Locked On Podcast Network colleagues to try and figure it out. First up, in chronological order, Matt Moscona to tell us why LSU is the job in the SEC. LSU is a better job than Florida because of one distinct advantage that it shares with only two other programs in major college football. LSU and Florida both have passionate fan bases. They both have great tradition. They both have great recruiting in state. They both have great facilities, athletic budgets, and they're in the SEC, which certainly gives them an advantage. But LSU has an advantage that it shares with only Georgia and Ohio State, being that they are the only Power 5 programs in a talent-rich state. There is no competition in state with respect to Georgia Tech. Alabama can't say that. Michigan can't say that. Southern Cal can't say that. LSU can. The top quarterback in each of the next two recruiting classes are both within 60 miles of LSU's campus. If LSU recruits the state of Louisiana with no competition, they will continuously put together top five recruiting classes. Leonard Fournette, Derek Stingley, some of the best players ever to come through this program, all prepped within an hour of LSU's campus, and LSU didn't have to fight in-state competition to get them on campus in Baton Rouge. That, coupled with all of the resources, is what makes LSU a differentiating factor as a better job than Florida. But there's certainly a case to be made for Florida. They had Urban Meyer, a pair of college football championships back in the day when it was the BCS. Surely they are still in the mix here in the SEC. Brandon Olson from Locked On Gators makes his pitch. The Florida Gators should be one of the most highly sought after coaching vacancies in college football, more than LSU, obviously. Why? I mean, if you need one reason, I think it's very simple. Anthony Richardson. I've been pretty critical of him, but he has the potential to be one of the best college quarterbacks we've seen in a very long time. I'm talking Cam Newton-esque, but a little more agile too. He's got that huge arm, insane mobility. We saw the quarterback hurdle defenders this year. He's got an insane ceiling, and the strong nucleus of Florida is exactly why every head coach should be wanting that job. You've got your quarterback, you've got your pass rusher, you've got your DBs, you've got your receivers. That's all you can really ask for when you look at the foundation of a team. You've got Anthony Richardson, Javon Dexter, you've got Rashad Torrance II, Xavier Henderson, you've got Avery Helm, Jason Marshall Jr. You've got so much young talent on that team that isn't draft eligible and doesn't want to leave Florida. They very openly love Florida, so I would expect them to stay for whoever the next head coach would be. And they are precisely why that job is the number one coaching vacancy in all of college football. I frankly think this is easy. The answer is LSU. And for me, it's not close. And it's not just because the Bayou Bengals have the more recent college football championship. It's not just because of the pedigree of the players in Louisiana, because Florida has those players too. But Florida, 
The thing about Blue Bloods is you can lose that title much quicker than it takes to earn that title. And you have to go back over a decade to find the last time this team lost a single game. Just one game or fewer. Not just in the SEC, overall. And of course, it was with Urban Meyer when they were winning championships. This team has not been that kind of ultra elite in the conversation for the national title Not even just every year. Forget every year. A single year. They have not been that kind of team. They haven't been able to recruit the top-tier quarterbacks. They haven't been putting players in the NFL at the same rate that they used to. Those kinds of elite players who make a difference in college football and in the NFL because you have to be able to do both to continue to recruit something Alabama and LSU have been much better at over the last year decade. Florida, they're still a blue blood, but they are barely hanging on to that status. If I'm a high profile coach or I'm a up and coming coach, if I'm Joe Brady, I think there is no contest. I would much rather be at LSU than Florida. And finally, the Browns won on Sunday, but Baker Mayfield Got booed? The Browns held off the Lions 13-10 at First Energy Stadium on Sunday, but the quarterback of the winning team was being lavished with boos for his effort. Maybe they were saying boo earns. You never know. Mayfield posted an 8.6 QB rating. (laughs) That's bad for those of you who are not familiar with that statistic and had little response for the hometown jeers. Mayfield said on Monday, those are probably the same fans that won't be quiet when we're on offense and trying to operate. Yeah, okay, I'm sure that's it. And not all of the advertisements on TV every week with Baker Mayfield in them while he continues to play aggressively mediocre football. I don't know. Who's to say? Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Now that you've got the news, go make some money Make your second listen Locked on Bets. Download it, subscribe, free and available on all platforms. Coming up Wednesday, a good slate of NBA games on tap. So who will gain an early season edge? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.